Triple M, good times, greatest hits, and our special guest for the drive home, Mr. Kevin Bloody Wilson. It's Cliff here, and he's on the other end of the phone. Say hello just to prove that it's really you. Oh, g'day. It's Kev. Yep, all right, that's enough. People may not know that you were a radio DJ for a while. That's when I first met you about three lifetimes ago. Uh, you're back in Kalgoorlie, yeah. Uh, both working on 6KG. Mm. I think we're the good guys, weren't we? In oh, that no, we were not good guys. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but if I was never full-time. No, that was your full-time occupation. I was actually a sparky out at the smelters that uh, used to produce a couple of country music shows every week. Mm. One was pre-recorded and the other one I did live on Sunday mornings. Yes, that uh, and the one on Tuesday afternoon was top ten in the country. And one, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, and I think the manager still is looking for all of those country music albums that you nicked for your collection. I don't oh, think Graham Harvey's yeah. ever forgiven you. Not guilty, Your Honour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Uh, is it true you were the one who burned down the commercial hotel? No, it's not. That is a lie. That is an absolute fabrication. <laughs> it wasn't me. Uh, no. But, mate, seriously, you, you have then had this huge career. When was the time that you said to yourself, I don't have to go back to being a Sparky anymore? Uh, well, that was pretty much uh, that decision was made when we left Kalgoorlie. Mm. Um, that I didn't want to have to have a day job over the top of music. It was just going to focus totally on uh, music, which was a bit of a jump anyway. Because up until then, I've been playing with a band. Mm. Coming to Perth was uh, going totally solo, so I had to sort of really sort of get my act together, if you like, and uh, and playing around the pubs and the taverns and stuff in Perth. Uh, became my uh, my sole source of income, and I loved it. I loved it. But uh, again, I'd drop in a couple of naughty songs, and then uh, people would come back to hear those. They weren't interested in the the straight versions or or any of the versions of the songs, mm. but they they came back for the the bawdy stuff. So I, I, then it was sort of pretty clear path beyond that point. And then when, of course, I went and recorded it. Uh, that was uh, blatantly, you know, it was in, in neon then that, hey, this is where you need to be. Mm, yeah. Uh, but you must have had some pretty big cojones at the time to go because you got, you know, you've got yourself, you've got Betty, you've got a couple of kids, so you've got to support all of that. Where did the the thing come from that said to you, I can do this? Because we can go, hey, I want to give that a shot. But you said, I can do this, I will do this. Where would that come from? I, I think that was leaving Kalgoorlie. That was the hardest part, leaving the comfort of a band, leaving the comfort of a uh, you know good income paying and secure job, day job. Uh, was leaving Kalgoorlie was the real test, and it was like it morphed into Kev uh, after I left. As I say, I came down here originally singing uh, a little bit of everything as a soloist, and then getting very positive reaction to the bawdy stuff. So. It was then I realised that, uh, yeah, that's the direction I should be taking. And, and, and it wasn't something that happened overnight until I recorded. And then, I, I for instance, uh, a, a classic example of that is I was playing at a, a buck show uh, at the North Beach Rugby League Club. I was comparing a couple of strippers and my job was to draw the chook raffle and introduce the strippers and do a couple of bawdy songs to stop them from fighting between 
strips. <laughs> <laughs> Draw the chook raffle and uh, introduce the strippers. Occasionally got that wrong, got that round the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> and the boss had come in. Uh, Mr. Wilson, we'd just like to talk about your last performance here. Take a seat. We'll just review this. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, Cliff, they didn't have footage around in those days. Oh, amen for that. Oh, yeah. God, yeah, everyone's got a camera these days, haven't they? They uh, do. So, yeah, we, we, we were the lucky ones that didn't have to put up with that. But, yeah, the whole thing sort of morphed into it and, and, and it was at that particular show it was the first time I had a cassette and I, I, uh, I picked up the cassettes on the Saturday morning 200 of them then on the Sunday morning uh, it was the first time I ever had a show to sell them at and uh, I, I did the math afterwards because I was absolutely gobsmacked but there were 105 people in the room including myself a bar manager uh, two topless waitresses and two strippers. There's 105 people. Uh, and so out of that 105 people, I ended up selling 87 cassettes of these bawdy ballads. I thought, Jesus, mm. how long's this been going on? And I came home. I think my fee was about 150 bucks. And I, I came home with over $1,000. And uh, Travis, my son at the time, he started crying. He thought I'd robbed a bank. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not quite. Well, that would have been yeah. that would have been the average Australian yobbo CD. It was, which it was Cliff, yeah, yeah, which became the the record, and then the the um, CD and everything afterwards. Cassettes first, uh, and I can remember on that there was the Festival of Life. I think there was uh, I gave up wanking this morning, and at the time they were like, oh, but now how do you shock somebody now? How do you get that reaction of? Oh, or is it like, oh, truth? Oh, well, one of the tracks that we're recording at the moment, um, but no, no, I don't do it for shock value. I, I do it for humour value, but uh, it's the song's called Hey Dahl. It's about uh, Wally and Gladys, a couple of pig farmers. I got a feeling that this bit's only going to be in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the song is... Hey, doll, put some powder on your pussy because it's smelling like a boat ramp bin. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Can't go rooting with it smelling like that. Not even going to stick a fucking finger in. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, you did always say that you wanted to write a song for your mum, so bless. <laughs> you encourage me, Cliff. <laughs> yeah, I think I probably do too. But again, I mean, you talked before about the fact that you have, uh, like, families, generations coming now. I don't think people are as... Look, you know, I know you don't do it for shock value, but there is there is a little bit of that. The first time that you told me what you are doing with Santa Claus, I was like, oh, dear <laughs> heaven. You still believed in him, then. Well, <laughs> mate, I was getting on to 25 by then, so it was yeah, still yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but how do, you, how do you get around that... <gasps> that sort of thing. I, I suppose the people who are coming to your show, they know what they're getting anyway, don't they? Yeah, but I'd suggest that uh, some people are hearing it for the very first time would do that, you know, the, oh, my God, sort of thing. And uh, But that's just what I accept. It's, it's, it's nothing new to me. Mm. So I know that, you know, it's not for everybody. Christ, it's not for everybody, but I... I know, I know it's popular in Australia. Yeah, well, that doesn't hurt, and London too. Are you going to uh, you going to try America again, or is it 
you know, uh, done well, that. That's, that's all ongoing, but uh, I certainly haven't given up. But if it happens, fine. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't matter. Mm. You know, again, that's where the dilly gas comes into play. Then, you know, it's my, my life mantra, if you like, is dilly gas. Yeah. Um, Do I look like I give a fuss. Exactly the case, yes. What... Um I would imagine that, because uh, I've known you for a long time, and I, I don't want to psychoanalyse, but what keeps you awake at night these days? Thinking about when you don't do it anymore? Not no. can't, but don't. Or, or, right, that's it. I've had enough. No, I never think that's... See, if, if you look at the whole thing, it started out as a hobby mm. for me and my mates, and I've never regarded it as anything else. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, I how, how do you retire from your hobbies? No, you can't what do would that. I do? Play golf? No, I'm shit at that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ruins a good I, walk. Uh, <laughs> I play a variation on the go- game of golf. It's called fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I hate fishing. I'm not good at fishing because it's smelly and it's uh, a mm. it reminds me too much of. When That's enough. I don't think we need to go there. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I got that. Uh, this bit is all just going to be in the podcast. <laughs> Where do you get inspiration from for something like that? Is that when you're at the boat ramp and you go, aha? Yes. Yeah, well, it's pretty close to right. Yeah, down, down, down at the angling club on um, uh, the Sorrento Angling Club. Mummy and angling club, yeah, quite often. Yeah, I go down there. Oh, that's a bit off today. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and songs, you know, like uh, one of them's called uh, "My New Girlfriend." It's all about it, falling in love in Thailand. <laughs> um, and the the chorus of that one is, "My new girlfriend's got a bigger cock than me." Oh dear! <laughs> How the fuck she tucked that stuff inside a string bikini? My new girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> So, there's inspiration from everywhere, Cliff. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter where as long as it does. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's a bit embarrassing if you're in the shower, though, and something strikes you because you've got to get out and, you know, you're old and wrinkly now, so that's <laughs> um, that's difficult. But, you know, that happens to the best of us too. Uh, I, want, I, want, I want to finish off because we talked before about how you like the silly humour. Tell me your favourite joke at the moment that you told me earlier. Oh, yeah, it was just stupid. It was when Daffy Duck and uh, Elmer Fudd went to rob a liquor store. They they broke in in the middle of the night and it's all dark and Daffy Duck says to Elmer Fudd, he says, he holds up the bottle of whiskey, he says, is this whiskey? And, and Elmer Fudd says, well, it's a little bit whiskey, but it's, but it's not as whiskey as a wob in a bank. <laughs> <laughs> that, is that is the stupidest thing. That is just ridiculous. And, and and I come back to question three. What are you seven? <laughs> oh dear me! Uh, listen, if I stick around for too much longer, you're going to ask me to pull your finger. Uh, that old trick. And um, yeah, I'm awake up to that now at the age of sixty-four. I only got that a few years ago too. But you yeah, know. which uh, and you finally realised it wasn't your finger. <laughs> yeah. Remember when I, you were a young bloke, I taught you how to milk a cow blindfolded. Do you remember that one? Stop it! <laughs> Stop. I got that from Rolf Harris. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> right. Oh, right. The uh, uh, Kevin Bloody Wilson is going to be oh, anywhere, all over. Uh, Esperance, Albany, Bunbury, uh, and then other places too. Mate, it's always nice to talk to you. Uh, and thank you for a couple of moments. I always enjoy talking to you. And um, we must do that again sometime soon. Too right, we will. Thanks, Cliff. Take Love care, you, mate. Kevin Bloody Wilson, it's the drive home on Triple M.